And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey now. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I know that most people might hear this tomorrow. But uh, as an aside, violent weather is predicted this afternoon. Okay. How can that be when it's so cool? It doesn't have the... Um, I, I would think there's no fuel. Gotcha. Getting a lot of feedback on that podcast from all parts of the metro area, and um, people are liking it, so they can listen on demand. My wife loves it. Okay. She doesn't. If she goes into a store, she doesn't have to miss the show. She hits pause. You have a wife that listens to you every when I, every day when I come home. She's listening to the podcast. That wow. is amazing. We that got is. one. We got one. All right. Then may I uh, may I address the uh, uh, gathering here in the NAC Hardware and Lounge? Uh, we're doing the show today from the NAC Hardware and Lounge, not the uh, mayor's office above the boathouse on the East Shore of Spoon Lake. Uh, I want to talk about Bert and Ernie. Oh, no. The Sesame Street guys. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm going to need some help. Oh, I Unders- can help you. No, I need some help understanding what the problem is. Uh, apparently, the producers of Sesame Street want us to know that Bert and Ernie are not gay. Uh, they're puppets. They have no sexual orientation. They're they're felt. Okay. Right? They As- don't have feelings. <laughs> The workshop, the Sesame Street workshop, did not answer questions about why some puppets have been given girlfriends. Uh, Okay. In a second tweet, the workshop said Sesame Street has always stood for inclusion and acceptance. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tweets came in response to an interview published uh, with Mark Saltzman, a Sesame Street writer. He says when he was writing scenes with Bert and Ernie, he always felt without a huge agenda that they were lovers. What? That they were? Let's just bear with me here. I'm I'm really struggling. Makes bubble time. Ebert. Frank Oz, who created the Bert character, also weighed in. He tweeted that he and Muppets creator Jim Henson never created them to be gay. And what has this resulted in? Has this resulted in a backlash from an activist group that would wish them to be gay? Is that how you understand it, John? Yeah. I thought this started over the diaper controversy. I'm was, unaware of that. That was a different story, wasn't it? I believe there oh, were two, two Muppet stories this week, that Bert and Ernie being one of them. Oh, oh yeah, the other one's on the diaper. Well, well, well this this has been elevated in the national conversation to the point of being an, an editorial in today's Wall Street <laughs> Journal. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding you. Uh, and then I'm going to ask you guys an interesting question. Okay. Uh-oh. Well, uh, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> right, you got my attention talking Bert and Ernie. Are Bert and Ernie gay? Wall Street Journal asked. For years, the team behind Sesame Street has explained that no, Bert and Ernie are puppets. But I guess there's a Twitter mob out there that want them to be gay. Mark Saltzman, a scriptwriter for Sesame Street in the 80s and 90s, has revealed that he always imagined Bert and Ernie as loving partners. Wow. Drawing on his own experience as a gay man. In response, Sesame Workshop issued its usual statement about how the characters were created to teach preschoolers that people can be good friends with those who are very different from themselves. Let me stop right there. Okay. Are Bert and Ernie of different ethnicities? Well, one's yellow, one's orange. Yeah, they're different colors, I guess. How are they different? I guess Bert's yellow and Ernie has is orange. Sounds right. like an Oompa Loompa. 
Uh, but this time the torches were quickly lit. They could have just let it chill and said nothing, wrote one Twitter account, meaning meaning the executives behind Sesame Street could have looked at Saltzman's comments about how he wanted them to be gay, and they could have just remained silent. Am I interpreting that correctly? Mm -hmm. But instead, they uh, they came out and said, well, you know what? We really never intended Bert and Ernie to be gay. Hmm. Uh, and, 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 and then the Twitter mob results that that's homophobic and hypocritical. Well, I, I don't know how. Wow. First of all, let's not forget... The fact they're puppets, they have no right. units. Right, I mean, they don't have a, a political agenda. No, they don't no, have, well, they identify no, no, us. you're wrong. There's, this is highly politicized. Believe me. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the outrage would seem to explain why Sesame's workshops' original statement is no longer available. Available in its place is one that says Sesame Street has always stood for inclusion and acceptance. So, uh, agreed. But Sesame Street has. Always been pro inclusion and acceptance, but they were never in your face. If, if I don't think was... I don't think I don't think that's the issue. Here's I think I'm going to try to distill what I think the issue is and why this blew up. The guy who wrote scenes for Bert and Ernie uh, admitted in an interview in something. Uh, the director of social media will have to help me. Talk to me. Uh, 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 he the tweets came in. Re the, the tweeting mob is now. Hectoring Sesame Street executives. Sure. The tweets came in response to an interview published Sunday by Queerty with Mark Saltzman. Oh, boy. I'm unfamiliar with Queerty. Hmm. Well, I'm going to look it up. I, I would I would venture to guess that it has something to do with gender. Queerty. Get it? Queerty. Q-U-E-E-R-T-Y. Maybe we better Queer. establish what Queerty is. That's what I'm on right now. All right. Q oh, T-I. I'm, I'm no, just no. Q Queer. T-Y. T-Y. That's right. There we go. Uh-huh. Um, the leading gay and lesbian news and entertainment site. Okay. That makes sense. The The leading gay and Do news... Do you want a membership? No. Yes. GL Joe. No. No. Here, let me... Can I just finish the point without getting interrupted so often? Sorry. They... So the guy who was involved in creating Bert and Ernie... Uh, told this uh, gay news outlet, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, I've always imagined them to be lovers, and, you know, I, I have some of my own experiences with that, and blah, blah, blah. Okay, that that's now out there in the ether. That's in the public. And I think what the hectoring mob is complaining about is that the Sesame Street executives should not have uh, intervened on in this fellow's comments. That they should have just let well let enough go. alone and let him say they were gay. So you have a gay activist crowd. Correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm, people. Mm -hmm. You have a gay activist crowd that would desire that, or would would desire that we now look at Bert and Ernie as gay. Is that a fair statement? Oh, I see what you're saying. You're saying, well, why can't they be viewed as heterosexual roommates? What's wrong with that? You're saying that they're automatically claiming them to be gay, and that's just the way we should look at it. Well, that seems to be what the activists are now demanding. The yeah. activists are angry that Sesame Street uh, appeared to be distancing itself as a corporation from the remarks of this Saltzman character. Even though Bert and Ernie have been around since the 70s. All right. couple points. Here we go. Number one, uh, I don't care if they are or not. You're indifferent. Number two, it never occurred to me to wonder. I think over the years I heard the jokes, you know. Right. Some but comic it, did a whole bit. I mean, wasn't it a comic that started all this, doing a whole bit about Bert and Ernie being gay years ago? 
years ago. Well, but I, I never took it seriously. I, yeah, I never no. let it bother well, me. Who did? Yeah. I don't, I don't, they were puppets. I didn't care one exactly. way or the other. Yep. It, it was odd that – are they – they're children, aren't they? Are they little people? I Well, no. No, I think Bert, they were, they're adults. They were yeah. adults. Yeah. I think they were pretty much adults. I don't think they were uh, – I don't think they were young kids. Can anybody uh, think of an analogy? <laughs> um, I have. Sure. What Ooh. What is your analogy? Oh, save that. Save okay. that. Okay. I'm, I'm going to tell you. Uh, I'm going to tell you an analogy in a moment. How's that? Will you? Uh, before we pause. Yeah. Uh, you have a caller on line ten. Uh, go ahead, please. Waka waka. Okay, boys, check me on something. Uh, I Now I think I understand the controversy. A fellow who wrote scripts for Bert and Ernie uh, told a gay news outlet that, yes, I always imagined them to be gay. All right. Then the executives behind Sesame Street appeared to distance themselves from that fellow's remarks. We never intended Bert and Ernie to be gay. They're not gay. They're just puppets. They have no sexuality. And that response by the corporate executives appears to be what bothered an activist group on Twitter. Correct so far? Correct. Sounds right. good. In other words, what the activists would want uh, to do is instruct us that, as a matter of fact, they are gay. Would you agree with that statement? Uh, the activists would want you to think they are gay. Okay. Yes. All right. First of all, a four-year-old kid is not going to give a hoot one way or the other. Right. Okay. Can anybody think of other inseparable couples that slept in the same bed? Wait, one more time? Uh, yes. Entertainment uh, couples, uh, inseparable friends who uh, would uh, not, if not routinely, were occasionally sleeping in the same bed. But Bert and Ernie don't sleep in the same bed. I thought they did. No. They no. have separate beds. Well, then, I, then my analogy is even stronger. Yeah. One Laure bedroom, but separate beds. All right. Laurel and Hardy. Thank you. Laurel Always and Hardy. slept in the same bed. It, well, the Stooges, didn't the Stooges? Three Stooges did, too. John Haidt. Mm-hmm. Did you watch Laurel and Hardy when you were younger? Certainly. Did you ever, did the thought ever occur to you that they were gay? No. no. How about now? No, not now either. I predict that people will start that movement. No, Laurel and Hardy aren't relevant enough now for that to happen. In a movie called Pack Up Your Troubles from 1932, <laughs> uh, Stan and Ollie come back from the war and they, they have custody of a little girl they're trying to get back to their... Uh, to her father. Mm -hmm. And I distinctly remember the scene when they're both in bed and it, hilarious because of the physical gymnastics that were taking place. Right. Mm -hmm. And it never, ever occurred to me that uh, they were gay, nor, nor should it have, because they weren't. To the best of my understanding, they weren't. Well, they had a variety of wives throughout the series, you know, throughout the sure. history of their films and they had, you know, they went to the convention and bent to avoid the gals, you know. Well, go go this far. Fast forward ahead to a married couple on television always had what? Early, in early television. Separate beds? Separate always beds. had separate yeah. twin beds. Yeah. And so to so that wasn't even in the it was so non-sexual that they were in bed together. They were there to rest or sleep. Well, there's no repairing. Uh, if, if in fact, repairing needs to be done. There, there's no repairing this Burton and Ernie controversy. Uh, they, they now will be looked at as gay because we have among us a hectoring crowd 
on on Twitter that's that's uh, calling the uh, executives at Sesame Street homophobic and hypocritical. You're you're going to deny that they're gay when their creator or one of the people that wrote for them wanted them to be, and they should be. Okay, but I grew up watching Laurel and Hardy. The Three Stooges were in bed, and they all snorted in different pitches. Right. Remember that? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and it never—what does that say about us? Uh, we had our innocence. We, we, we weren't searching for—now uh, uh, activists need to be of a mindset to search for that. To, to look for, they're looking for problems. It's a pessimistic view rather than an optimistic and view. Well, there's, there's nothing pessimistic about being gay. No, no. But I'm saying their world is so uh, put upon and burdened. They're not walking around happy going, life is great. They're of, looking for problems. Of all of the things, you know, to, to, we, we see news stories all the time. To, to drum up a controversy over uh, all sorts of things, isn't Sesame Street kind of off limits? You would think so. For it's God's just, sake, it's, it's a, a kid, kid show. show. They yeah. were the kid. They were the show that were having the kids that maybe had you know Down syndrome for one of the first times. Kids that maybe were not streamlined, accepted, saying it's okay to be blind, deaf, or have one well, arm. Remember or- the not the controversy, but remember the headlines they got a couple of years ago because one of the puppets had a dad that was in prison. Remember that story? I, I vaguely. Oh yes, I yes, I do. And that yeah. was that was big news. I remember when we did the story on the show. He was Big mm-hmm. Timmy, right, or something like that. I or can't was remember. It, I don't remember his name. His name. Yeah. When you look up, as I did. <laughs> hey, how's your dad doing? <laughs> oh, he's fine. When you uh, when you look up, got a cigarette dangling. <laughs> when you look up Laurel and Hardy movies, as I did, uh, you you you're routinely offered uh, photo stills. Here's a photo still of the two of them in bed with their nightgowns on. Love yeah. that. And and uh, Stanley has the the uh, wrap around his jaw and his head. He got the oh, toothache. The toothache, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the white. It, it never. It just. It never. Well, it shouldn't have dawned on me, I guess, because they're not gay. But that wasn't even a. That wasn't something to even ponder. Well, you, no, the you were whole, enjoying the whole laugh. Look at that. He's got this. Uh, his nightcap on. And well, and, the creation behind the two was simply to say that two polar opposite characters could get along. You're talking Bert and Ernie that, or Stan and Ollie? No, Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Re- there was a whole entire episode that I remember watching as a kid where, hey, he might be different than you, but you guys can still be friends. Because Ernie would drive Bert nuts all the time, kind of like you and Joe. <laughs> well, that that's a wise message. Uh, that's wise counsel. Thank you. Uh, but now that w- what that will be turned into, it's important to, for the children to understand that these two can get along even as gay gay puppets. Like, wow, they've ruined Burton Ernie. <laughs> well, that's what it sounds like. I, I can't grasp the concept of even worrying about that or thinking about it. I, it's nothing I. that would ever enter my mind that either way. Well, I, the, way, I, the way it's written and the way it's shown on TV. Well, I guess it made it made the cut at GL because it again shows yeah. that the uh, uh, the power of, of of a minority is uh, extraordinary. Yeah. And. Uh, I don't think much will come of this. I think the dust will settle. And as I said, I don't oh, care no, one. No. I don't care one way or the other. <laughs> but it made it all the way to the Wall Street Journal editorial pages. Well, the other day there was the the diaper controversy. That's what I thought this originated. I'm from. unaware of that. Well, oh, there was a story that John, and you're going to have to help me because yeah, I'm, I'm trying to trying pull to it think, up. I, no, I'm trying to think of it too. I Wait. saw it the other day. Oh, here we go. Sesame Street characters Elmo, Big Bird, and Cookie Monster were pulled from Pampers diapers after parents complained about. Too many male characters. That's right. Yeah. Repeat that, please. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Sesame Street characters Elmo. Elmo was a red furry guy. Yep. 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 
the Tickle Me Elmo doll. Remember that yeah, was the yeah, Big Bird. Yep. Uh, Big Bird. I know Big Bird. And Cookie Monster. Um, yeah, they were Cookie pulled Monster. from Pampers Diapers after parents complained about too many male characters. Now, it should be uh, also mentioned that Pampers denied this. They did. You're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. As a follow-up, they denied well, that. Well, then where's the story coming from? Well, this was a Fox it, 9 piece that yeah. I saw on yeah. social media the so other it was, day. So it was a story that maybe act, uh, these parental activists thought might gain some legs, and, oh, we're going to show Pampers. they got to take Here, these I'll characters off. According to the New York Post, customer service representatives of Procter & Gamble, the maker of Pampers, had reportedly stated the, char- the changes came after parents complained of too many male characters on the diapers. On September 18th, staff posted to Pampers' verified Twitter account, quote, We will still feature Sesame Street on our baby dry diapers. We also wanted to offer a variety of prints to parents who are looking for a choice in graphics. They will be able to find these in the uh, different uh, different style of diapers. It's, so anyway. it's, it's uh, much of what's taking place uh, in culture is beyond my comprehension. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the idea of complaining about whoever appears on a child's diaper is beyond my comprehension. When's the last time you looked at a diaper packaging? As infrequently Yesterday. as possible. Yeah. As this infrequently morning. as possible. No, but I mean really studied it. Sure. Well, it, I, never I actually was thinking about this because I have one that still has to sleep in a diaper, right. a young one. And if it was Princess whatever, he's a boy. I don't care. <laughs> what do you care? Right. Yeah. In fact, he you had to come home from daycare. Don't one. you? Well, well, after they're football very, games? Yeah, they're very very effective during oh, the football yeah. games. Oh, yeah. Don't, you don't have don't to get out of your you chair. You don't have to get out of your chair. Yeah. <laughs> How come Dad's not getting up? <laughs> well, let's put that one to rest. Hey. Just, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased that you uh, so quickly responded, Laurel and Hardy. That's who I immediately thought of. Well, wait a minute. You can be inseparable friends and you don't necessarily have to be gay. But I, I think you're right. People... Uh, there's two rights here. Reavers is right. Laurel and Hardy are a thing of the past. So, yeah. but if Laurel and Hardy were at their height, people would um, begin to point fingers. And oh say, my well, God! Something just occurred to me. Who? Uh, there's a new Laurel and Hardy movie coming. Out. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. John C. Riley is playing uh, uh, Ollie. Ollie. I don't know the name of the actor playing Stanley. I'm unfamiliar. Oh yeah, I, I love John C. Riley. Yeah, I wonder. I want. No, oh, I wonder. No. I, well, it's Hollywood. It's Hollywood. Don't even predict that. I'm not predicting it. I said I wonder. Yeah. Boy, he looks like Ollie. Oh, dramatic. wow. Who's playing Stanley? Uh, I'm trying to find it here. Uh, Steve. Just, McQueen. No. <laughs> Steve Coogan. Never heard of him. C O O G N. Wow, they look. Look at that, Johnny. Yep. Holy Very cow. Nice. Doesn't do much for. Podcast really does, but yeah. uh, sorry about that. Not really does. Uh, that is one that I really want to see. May I, may I do an email segment when we return? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Okay. No problem. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. You got here, uh, Randy, brah. Randy. Randy, I went to school. Yeah, that's Johnny's buddy. Yeah, Stooger is really good, by the way. Stop, Stooge. Keep him coming. Keep him coming. Right, I'm going to read this one just to drive Reavers nuts. Oh, no. <laughs> Linda yeah. writes, good afternoon. A gentleman on Facebook helped me find your great podcast, and I love it. Listened, listened many years to the radio show. What time does the podcast start? <laughs> oh, yeah. It, I'm out. Linda. I'm going to go get a drink. Linda, it starts whenever you want it to. 
Doesn't pod mean playable on demand? Yes. Isn't that the acronym? Yes. Pod yes. Linda. Linda. Linda, listen to me. Yep. It starts when you want it to, Linda. Mm -hmm. If guys like um, Lenny that I recently met and Harv, who I know is a, a truly dedicated podcast, if those old codgers can figure it out, Anybody else can. And there is some confusion. That was to be expected from a lot of people that listen to the show for years, you know, on the radio uh, dial. But there are a lot of questions, too, of, you know, can we still listen to it live? Well, it's not possible for us to do that. Um, because that could happen someday. Yeah, someday it's, it's possible. But, you know, we want you <laughs> yeah, to get You might need a new director of social media. Yeah. <laughs> we want you to get in the habit yes. of, of downloading this podcast every day so it becomes part of your life and you can listen when you want. Uh, John writes, hello, Joe, first-time emailer. I've been listening via podcast since 04 or so. Is that possible? Were, you, were we being podcasted as long ago as 04? That's before my time. Uh, maybe he's been listening since 04. I don't know that we had a podcast. I am relieved to say the new format is very entertaining. look forward to listening every day as I travel around the metro as an HVAC technician. I need a ruling. In regards to cylinder indexes, as discussed on a recent podcast, shortly after you discussed the steam show in Albany, would steam cylinders count? There is no combustion directly in the cylinder. However, there is combustion somewhere in the plant, and that energy is merely transferred to the cylinder by the steam pressure. So indirectly, there is combustion in the cylinder. I think this has come up before. It's got to be a combustion by petroleum or diesel. Yeah, the, the, the spark and firing of, a, of the chamber or whatever doesn't. I think we've knocked that down. Uh, let's just, even though there's a technicality, let's still go with... Um, Motor vehicles and things of the like. All right. Uh, combustion engine. Internal combustion engine. Listening to yesterday's show. Great. You should move the show to St. Paul by the sea. Uh, okay. Here. Part-time. Have Matt send your advertising rates. Randy Wayne White. Oh. Okay. Listening in Florida. Uh, Bill writes, listening to today's podcast. This was dated yesterday. Isn't it interesting how the euphorians and mysterians always try to pass legislation, dump more money into the black hole of education, and tax the hell out of us because it's for the children? And yet, as you pointed out, the people ruling from the salon don't have the slightest idea or even care how to accommodate young families with children when it comes to transportation in the metro. Just another example of the hypocrisy of the left. As you stated many times, they do not like people. Hmm. Got a great point. Long-time listener, Bill. And it's nice that you can get immediate feedback from uh, other people that are listening, like Randy Wayne White. So if you'd like to text Joe, it's 612. Uh, what's your number? 61254. What's your cell? I don't I don't Five, have, four. That's not to be given out. Not even It'd be a great feature, I not think. Not even remotely humorous. No. Not even remotely humorous. <laughs> Maybe a little. <laughs> kind of like uh, Royce tweeted out his uh, Wi-Fi password the other day. Why? I don't. The oh, next email takes bored. me. Uh, the next email takes me back to the Keith Ellison uh, situation. Do you see the Star Tribune has yet another full editorial demanding a, a full examination of the accusations against Kavanaugh, and uh, yet uh, nothing yet on uh, Ellison. I find the, that hard to believe. The hypocrisy is so evident and so bold; it's it's overwhelming. You you would think somebody who works there would be embarrassed. Uh, Rick writes. I'm a couple of days behind in podcasting, so sorry about the delay. You were talking about the lack of any concern by the media relating to looking into the Ellison abuse allegations. I have a theory on that, and it is that the left is behind the lack of attention to the issue. Well, that's pretty obvious, but he's got a really good theory. Mm -hmm. 
To me, it doesn't make sense for a member of Congress to step down and run for a state attorney general's office, so his motivation to do that escapes me. Then I started thinking that high powers may be behind his move. They like him. He's very liberal. He's black. He's well-spoken. The Dems don't want another national scandal involving a congressman, especially over domestic abuse. They probably told him, you step down early and go back to Minnesota and run for some state office, and we'll quash or redirect any attempts to gain momentum on an investigation in the alleged abuse. He could bide his time for a term or two in the state role, then possibly get back on the national scene once things are put to rest. All part of the mystery. Love the show. Rick. Wow. Uh, That's fantastic. That is something to play around with. He said, cystic fibrosis has touched our family, but our granddaughter, Ava, is doing great in school and hard to keep up with. Great strides are being made through the work of the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation in finding a cure. Please consider a donation to Cystic Fibrosis Fibrosis Foundation to support their research by sponsoring me on the Great Strides Walk. Thanks for caring. We've been involved, uh, yes. however, uh, CF. peripherally over the years with Cystic Fibrosis. I missed the name. Will you help me with the name of the, of the, of the writer for this? The emailer, I mean? Rick Anderson. Huh. I'll, no. give, I'll give you the email. Please do, because uh, we, we do the Brewer's Ball annually here. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a blast. Oh, it's my favorite event of the entire year. I wonder if he's one of the families that's been present for that. I, I would bet so. It seems to me that we've met Ava for some reason. That's That name is ringing, ringing a bell. A bell. Yeah. Ringing a bell. And uh, cystic fibrosis, those are the guys, the... Uh, what do they call it? Aggressive? No, um, it's a, a, a they're fundraising gra- uh, philanthropic no. uh, philanthropic. Um, oh, really great funding though. Okay, yeah, yeah. they're they're aggressively going after money and they do a lot. So venture philanth venture philanthropy. Back to Allison. Yeah, Philip. Uh, huh? This is from the Washington Times. Uh, a fellow said, "Hey, the Washington Post picked up on Allison." He told, I said, "No, the Post wouldn't, uh, but the Times might." The Times did. A 2017 medical document released Wednesday by Karen Monahan said she feared retribution if she revealed her allegations of abuse against her former boyfriend, Keith Ellison. Monahan posted the Minnesota Clinic's write-up from her visit to corroborate her accusations of physical and emotional abuse made public in August, which Mr. Ellison has denied. When I post this, it gets deleted every time, she tweeted. The document from the Park Nicollet Clinic, stated, uh, dated November 28, 2017, said she was being treated for anemia and that she attributed it to the stress from her relationship with Mr. Ellison, which he said ended in 2016. She states that she was in a very stressful environment for years, emotional and physical abuse by a partner with whom she is now separated, said the clinic's notes. She did not have any physical injuries that required a physical examination. The medical report continued, she identifies the individual she was involved with as Congressman Ellison, and she is worried about retribution if she de- uh, if she identifies him publicly. The release came after she tweeted Monday that she provided medical records to the Minnesota Democratic Farmer Labor Party, which began investigating the charges last month. Uh, Mr. Ellison, who was giving up his congressional seat to run for attorney general, issued a statement confirming the relationship but, de- but denying that he abused Monaghan who is a Sierra Club organizer. So she's a committed lefty along with him. Mm-hmm. You would think, see, the committed lefties don't know what to do. Right. Uh, Democrats have stood behind Ellison, uh, who he's, he's deputy DNC chairman. Uh, the Democratic National Committee said initially it was reviewing the allegations, but DNC chairman Tom Perez later said he had deferred to the Minnesota DFL, which tells us they're investigating, but we have no idea how or when. 
and uh, no uh, no newspaper apparently is is uh, interested in this in the Twin Cities. Well, it it was in one today. Uh, did you see the placement though? Well, which paper? It was in the Star Tribune. What what it, what was it? It was the only news story on the Obins page. About Which, her releasing these records? Y- yes. Yeah, the oh. sa- same exact story just did. In fact, I had it as my lead for my newscast. So I'll you, skip you, it. You, no, don't skip it. Okay. Uh, because this needs to be constantly uh, brought to the attention of people that were obviously not paying. What I meant, John, is uh, the Star Tribune's now done two full-blown editorials demanding an investigation mm-hmm. into Kavanaugh. And right here in their own city, they got a guy who's accused of much worse. Yes. Well, and that, like I said, the placement today was ridiculous. Yeah. I saw the story and I thought, well, shouldn't this be at least uh, one of the uh, front stories on the Minneapolis or Minnesota section? Why don't uh, we, in fact, come back with a John Hyde news experience? Does that sound all right? Okay. You can handle that. John Hyde in the newsroom. I forget to turn my mic on. Don't forget. Hey, thank you to cool old rockin' daddy Dan Grunmanson. Thank you. This is cool rockin' daddy. Uh, that story you were talking about, Joe, U.S. Rep. Keith Ellison's former girlfriend, Karen Monahan, has posted a medical document on social media that shows she told the doctor in 2017 she had been in an abusive relationship with Ellison. Monahan, who said Ellison domestically abused her in 2016, shared the patient progress notes from November 2017 on Twitter several times this week. Uh, Ellison, of course, running for Minnesota Attorney General, has denied the allegations. Monahan's son first told the story on social media. She later confirmed what her son had said. During a fight, she said Ellison pulled on her legs and feet while she was lying on a bed. Document states that she told the doctor she had been in a very stressful environment for years and experienced emotional and physical abuse from a partner from whom she had been since separated. That person identified in the medical document as Congressman Ellison. Star Tribune contacted both Monahan and Ellison's campaign yesterday for comment. Neither replied. In an email, a health partner spokeswoman said she was unable to confirm the document's veracity because it would violate patient privacy mm-hmm. rules. A uh, story uh, Mr. Olson left me with yesterday that's kind of interesting. A former grain elevator manager oh. on the run after allegedly pocketing $2 million from the Ashby Farmers Cooperative Elevator Company in West Central Minnesota. How many years did that take to accumulate? <laughs> I bet not long. Really? Well, it's all cash. Yeah. It's an all-cash business. I'll be damned. Jerry Hennessy used the money for hunting trips, taxidermy, and paying his personal Cabela's credit card. Initial what inve- a loser. <laughs> Initial investigation show Hennessy had been siphoning off funds while inflating grain inventories from the single-location grain co-op for at least a decade. But the issue came to head earlier this month was forced to, and forced the co-op, which was established 110 years ago, to stop taking grain deliveries and close the business. The co-op's board is now actively seeking acquirers for the facility and the business. This guy's on the lamb, John? Mm-hmm. They're still looking for you him. You know why? He's got the two million bucks. No, you don't steal from farmers, man. <laughs> yeah, especially in a small little town. They'll like find you. Hennessy had taken a two-week Australian safari hunting trip. What the, what does Australia have that you go on safari for? Animal well, John, you know, you know, I got lions. Wild boar. Australia. Just don't be a dentist and shoot a lion. Uh, Kangaroos. I don't know. It's, Kangaroos. I little Joey or Sheila. Let me aren't see. Aren't they? Well, I was going to say, aren't they subtropical? They have winter, don't they? What? Do I don't you know. hunt. <laughs> No, there's three months out of the year they just delete the calendar. We don't have winter. 
Can you hunt a kangaroo? Can you do that? Uh, I don't think so. Well, koalas. Okay, crocodile Dundee, you can do whatever you want. Maybe it's a koala and a kangaroo safari. I don't know. All right, here's what you do. Yeah. The follow. Oh, did you want to finish the story no, first? No, go ahead. Okay. That's fine. Uh, the following suggests. Wait, no, sorry. Uh, here's what you hunt in Australia. Rabbits and hares, uh, foxes and feral cats, dingoes and wild dogs. Yeah, you can do that in Highland Park. It's not Park. much of a safari. Feral goats, of... feral pigs, yeah. buffalo, feral donkeys. Oh, feral donkeys. Well, horses and camels. All right, that's enough. You can shoot a camel? Sure. Annecy had taken his two-week Australian safari hunting trip at the end of August. After he got back, the co-op's loan to CoBank was due. When the payment didn't arrive and Hennessy couldn't be contacted, the bank started to get worried. According to Eric Algren, attorney with Algren Law Office in Fergus Falls, over the course of that week, they tried to contact the board members to see if they knew what was going on. Nobody had a good picture of what was going on. Algren and the co-op's remaining staff of four started reviewing all the financial statements. They showed a large amount of grain in inventory, but there was no grain in the bins. It's a long story, isn't it, John? It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, the elevator has capacity to store about 300,000 bushels of grain. Uh, so if you do the rough math, assume the bins were full of $10 beans, that would be about $3 million in inventory. So that's how he was able to acquire all that money. Authorities say they still don't know why a Wisconsin software company employee went to his office with a pistol and extra ammo yesterday and opened fire on his colleagues, seriously injuring several before he was fatally shot by police. It happened Wednesday morning at WTS Paradigm in Middleton, Wisconsin. Investigators haven't released the suspect's name but say he lived in nearby Madison, Middleton Police Chief Chuck Folk says the three victims suffered serious injuries while a fourth suffered a graze wound. Garrison Keeler is selling his Georgian Revival-style house that he no. owns on Summit Avenue. The property not yet listed on MLS but was described as coming soon and pictured earlier this month on the Facebook page of the Duddingston Group Real Estate Agency under the Keller Williams brokerage. Why is that a news story? Well, isn't this the Harrison house? Keeler. Isn't this the house that drummed up the controversy when he wanted the trees taken down? No, that wasn't the same. There's a different, a different one. one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, he's probably relishing. See, he hated it when uh, the Pioneer Press did a story yeah. revealing where he purchased a house, mm-hmm. and I don't blame him for that. Right. Uh, but he's probably relishing this because it's free advertising. It's just great sure. advertising. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. I didn't realize he's 76. Mm-hmm. I, for some reason, thought he was much younger. That's because he seemed 76 for about the last 40 <laughs> he, years. He did, did retire from his weekly radio show in July 2017. Of course, as we know, it's continued with uh, new host Chris Thill. Uh, the show's name changed to Live From Here late last year. I do have uh, audio of what you'll find on an Australian Uh-oh. safari All right. if you are uh, maybe after camels. All right. This is a... Uh-oh. Guess what day it is? <laughs> guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on, I know you can hear me. <laughs> Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Leslie, guess what today is? It's hump day. Woo-woo! <laughs> <laughs> Wow. That's if you can stomach it. That was you the can... best Geico ad ever. Oh. That was pretty good. Guess what day it is? Mike, 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 Mike. <laughs> Senate Judiciary Committee Chair Chuck Grassley is giving Christine Blasey Ford until Friday morning to say whether she'll take lawmakers up on their offer to testify about those allegations against Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. Grassley, in a letter to Ford's attorneys, set a 10 a.m. Friday deadline to respond to the invitation if she intends to testify on Monday. Couple of music notes. I was never a big fan. A lot of people are, though. So I'll tell you this: after 45 years in the business, Kiss is retiring. 
Again? Again. On NBC's America's Got Talent, the rock band announced their final tour called End of the Road. I think they're just, I've never enjoyed Kiss at all. Never got it. And I've listened to music all my life, and I just never got it. This is about their 900th farewell tour. Yeah, but I think this one's the final one. I think so. This is it. You think this is it? Wait, they went on America's Got Talent to announce it? Yep, America's Got Talent, they made the announcement. Uh, They also performed Detroit Rock City, one of their biggest hits. While the tour dates have not yet been revealed, Kiss has promised it'll be a tour to remember. Oh, I bet. <laughs> On a uh, much sadder musical note, one of my favorite all-time guitar players is having some issues. One of the founding members of the Allman Brothers, Dickie Betts, will undergo surgery following what's been called a freak accident. Oh. He uh, wrote some of the band's biggest and best-known songs, Ramblin' Man in memory of Elizabeth Reed. Par- How about Blue Skies? Uh, he wrote Blue Skies also, well, yes. That's my favorite Allman mm-hmm. Brothers song. He did write that. Uh, he was, according to his spokesperson, playing with a family dog, slipped, hit his head. That caused bleeding from the brain. Betts is listed in critical but stable condition. He's been sedated. He'll undergo brain surgery on Friday to relieve the swelling. When the accident happened, the 74-year-old was recovering from a mild stroke that happened last month. It was said to be recovering well. He was doing well enough that a series of dates that had been canceled after the stroke had been rescheduled. Thank you, Johnny. Yep. Uh, Rook, why don't you take us out?